Welcome to a new episode of Obsessed with ABGs, Aspirations, Boardrooms, and Goals. I'm Kimberly in Canada. And I'm Reina in Germany. Being friends halfway across the world isn't stopping us from talking about our careers, Asian identities, and life in general. We're basically each other's hype woman, and we want to be yours as well. Welcome to Obsessed with ABGs. Hey, Kim. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy recording day. Yeah. My favorite Sunday evening pastimes. Yeah. And it's it's funny because, you know, we just, for you guys, you're hearing us starting a recording, but Rain and I have been talking for like the last hour catching up. Uh, so again, this is why we, we look forward to it. But we had a whole slew of things that I realized we should have hit record like half an hour oh, ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but we're just going to like get right into it, you know? Um, yeah. We're going to sound like a broken record, but it's been a whole year since this pandemic started. Actually, more than a year. <laughs> um, just a quick check in. Kim, how are you doing? Uh, there you go. That's my answer. <laughs> I love the honesty. I'm just, I'm over it. I think everyone's over it. Uh, we're, so for those who don't know, in, in Canada or in Ontario, we are now on a provincial-wide lockdown. And not that I'm I'm against the lockdown, but I just feel like this lockdown is not done. Like, if you're going to do a lockdown, do it right. Yeah. You know, like, mean it. But I also think that that sentiment is so valid. I have a client who works in the medical, so like a coaching client who works in the medical field. And I asked her how she's doing. And she was like, you know, she said exactly the same thing as you. She was like, I'm just so over this. She's like, I know I'm used to it now, but my God, like, when yeah. is this going to end? I think the only thing that we can really look forward to is like warmer, sunnier weather and, you know, going out for more walks and runs and, you know, closed picnics, things like that. Or for some, ahem, Reina, you know, being a life coach on the side. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I have gotten... Learning German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of the same same things that I've been doing for the last year, but also like thoroughly enjoying. So yeah, so today's episode actually is very related to that. We are uh, talking about side hustles and side projects, things that people do outside of their day jobs. I don't want to say nine to five or day job, actually, because so many people work in different ways. But, you know, things that are not your main bread and butter. And I think also, as we were talking about side hustles, we also talking about side hustles turning into like people's jobs, like and what new jobs looks like for millennials and Gen Z's Mm -hmm. and what employment in general looks like, especially in a pandemic, which I think is very interesting. And also for someone like yourself right now who works with people navigating their careers i'm so curious to know how you feel about where work is going yeah yeah that's such a good question and yeah we'll definitely get into that so you know just to kind of set the stage um kim and i were looking up some stats so kim you want to take us through that just a little bit yeah so i'm located in canada and our unemployment rate as of august 2020 is ridiculously high it's right now at 9.4 percent you know i don't know what that number looks like right now as of uh, april 2021 but it's yeah that's that's a 
a big chunk of people who've been affected. Uh, and also, we are looking at the states as well. Uh, just last year, unemployment rate was hovering around 8% with like so many people out of work. But I think uh, since then, that number has dropped 1% to, okay. to closer to 7 Okay, okay. And in Germany, um, the latest update is that our unemployment rate in 2020 was 5.9%, which is slightly higher than the previous year. But when you look at the last 15 years or so, 5.9 is actually quite low, considering... Really? Yeah, yeah. So 2005 was 11.7%, I think. So comparatively, this is not as high as before. But I think the reality is that more people are either switching jobs because they've realized in the last year that, you know, their time is so much more valuable. And, you know, with people who were privileged enough to work at home, some people really enjoyed it. And some people were like, wow, I even if I do get to do this from home, I don't enjoy it. So what do we do about that? You know? So, yeah, that's all to say that, um, you know, side hustles and side projects have been around for a really long time. Um, this is nothing new, but there are probably more people doing this during this pandemic. Yeah. And and also the growth of technology, gig culture, gig economy. Uh, you know, there's the, the food delivery services, the Uber um, and Lyft. You know, it's it's so interesting to see how that is affecting employment Mm -hmm. and youtube the various change or various ways now you can seek employment for yourself Mm -hmm. it's so overwhelming Mm -hmm. i will say right side hustles i felt like here's like my freelance job here's what i do i think with all that all that said it is very fascinating to know how we are seeking employment and what side hustles now look like in 2021 versus you know when we started our careers Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought up YouTube because I think the, I don't know what the term is, but like the person who made the most money off of YouTube last year was like a 10 year old kid who unboxes toys. Ryan's toys. Yeah, yeah, Ryan's toys. And like that, like, you know, was like unheard of like 20 years ago. So for this child, it's not really a side hustle or a side gig, but like, I, I don't even know. It's a project that he does with his parents and they make money off of it. It's just like a completely different thing. And so many people are leaving their nine to five traditional jobs to be content creators oh, yeah. to, to do this full time. Yeah. And you you know what I've, I, I've, I've noticed, um, especially on YouTube, the level of production has increased oh, so much. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, there's this one cook, I guess, that I follow, a content creator called Tiffy, Tiffy Cooks. She's um, a Taiwanese girl in Vancouver, and she said that she was in a really good tech job. And since starting her platform, it just really blew up. And so she actually had the opportunity to quit her day job. And she now like cooks and creates content and creates recipes full time. And like she says that she has a great time doing it. That's amazing. Good for her. Yeah, right. That's a hard thing to leave a cushy or not, I won't say cushy, but like a, a stable quote unquote job to just go and make YouTube videos. But, you know, YouTubing what it was 10 years ago versus now. So, so different. Yeah. It's very sophisticated now. Definitely. And you know what? Oh. I think her biggest one, biggest platform is TikTok. Really? Yeah, like, but like her TikToks on like Asian food cooking. 
that's how she blew up and like you know now of course she's on instagram as well but she creates recipes and like you know shares so much about her life and that's how she makes her living my god go tick tick tock yeah my god before it was a kesha song for us no like get that money (laughs) do you remember that glee episode where the principal um tries to like introduce glee singing a song and he was like and next introducing k dollar sign ha <laughs> for the longest time i was like do i pronounce the, 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 the like do i say ka ching ha <laughs> like like you know like it's like a like a sound you know yeah. it's like for the longest time i was convinced that dead mouse was dead mouse 5 <laughs> And I corrected Joe once, and he was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Dead Mouse. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Dead Mouse 5. And he's like, yeah, but he puts on that, like, mouse head thing when he DJs. I'm like, uh. <laughs> dead Mouse 5. That's it. It's That's it. Game over. Uh, do we have the rights to get a Dead Mouse song up in here? <laughs> Can we pay for the rights? <laughs> Well, That's if it's amazing. a Dead Mouse 5 song, I'm sure we won't get in trouble. But if it's a Dead Mouse song. <laughs> so that's our side hustle, yeah. finding ripoff songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're copyright free. Anyway, we can have whole episodes on embarrassing uh, life stories by Reina. Um, but coming back to side projects and side hustles. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, this definitely relates to careers, but I remember when I was in university or just out of university, you came, you were one of the first people that I knew in my entire life who decided to start their own business or like their own, become an entrepreneur, basically. Wait, not out of your entire life. No, probably. Cause like, that's a very bold statement. <laughs> Cause like, when I think back to high school, I didn't know anybody who like had their own business with like something that like they studied. You know, like I knew people who like, I don't know, like had their own restaurant, for example, but like I never really thought of the uh, thought of that in the same light. You know, like when we graduated from university, Kim and I graduated from um media comms programs and yeah, I think you were like the first person I knew who was like setting up her own business and actually doing that as like their real thing. Yeah, and and we we I remembered we chatted about this because I was on the fence of what to do. We were doing our our cycling mm-hmm. good life cycling meetups. I remember, you know, very soon after graduation, and at that point, uh, well, not very soon after graduation because at that point we were working. We were like young working professionals. Yeah, like a year and a half or two years after graduation. Yeah. So I was, and you guys can listen to the old episodes, but I've mentioned this before, I was a marketing coordinator right out of school for a couple of years. And, you know, a coordinator position is great and all, but, you know, there's only so much you could, you, you learn, you absorb some things very quickly as a coordinator. Uh, and I learned that the company I was at, it was like, that was it. That was the extent of what they'll need me for. And, you know, being early 20s, I wanted to grow. My career was very ambitious. And so I had friends and, and colleagues or people that I knew that, you know, gave me some side projects that I was just curious doing. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, so I never went out of my way to be like, yes, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It kind of just happened. Uh, and then it got to the point where I had a number of colleagues or enough clients to look at my coordinator job full time and be like, mm, 
I don't need to do this right mm-hmm. now. It's not what I want to do. So while I figure it out, I'm going to do my side hustle into my full time work until I figure out what my next steps were. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for, for those who, who've listened to this before, the client that I had turned into my full time job for the next four years. But I've always had my freelance marketing uh, design job. And I still do. Like I still, yeah. I still, you know, still have it up and running, <laughs> more or less, for the occasional client. And I just thought it was so brave of you at that point to go and set this up because, again, even though we studied media and comms, I entrepreneurship was never something that I like, remotely considered for myself, and just didn't know anybody around me. So when you, I remember like when you were telling me that you wanted to do this. Um, I think we had yeah talked about it in our cycling class or something, but I actually distinctly remember I was on a treadmill at Good Life when it was extreme fitness back then <laughs> at Bay and Bloor in Toronto. And you were like texting me like you were like, that's it. Like, I'm going to start this and, you know, I'm going to just go on my own. And I was like running and I was like, oh, my God, I have to reply to this text. And so I had to like pause my run on this treadmill and be like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Yeah, I had a. Okay, so for me, I have a very fuck it mentality. Like, F it. You know, like, when I hit a breaking point, I break. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Pulling the plug. I did that in all my big life decisions. I'm like, sure. F it. Let's do it. (laughs) Isn't that also how you approach, like, getting engaged to Matt? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, F it. Like, let's do it. Let's get, we're already here. Like, we're already spending our whole lives together. Because I never want to get married, right? Yeah, I remember And I'm like, what what do I... What do I call this? This is pretty much marriage right here. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's get married. What's another step at this point? Uh, I always say, but I just love your like conviction and like self-awareness and like this confidence in this, you know? I don't know if it's confidence, but I'll take it. <laughs> I was going to say like end of my like breaking. Like, like it's I'm already here. I'm already doing it. Let's call it what it is. Mm. Yeah, but that, that's like so much awareness. <laughs> if it looks like a duck and acts like a duck. <laughs> right. So I was like, you know, I had these clients on the side. It is what it is. Like I'm doing a side business. Yeah. But at that same time, you also had a side project yourself. I did. Yeah. So I actually don't remember exactly who had this idea. But my uh, close friends and I from university, we started a project slash website called Suitless Pursuits. So we interviewed and wrote stories about people who had regular like nine to five jobs, but actually did something really interesting on the side that um, kind of like more was more of their passion. So we ran this website slash uh, company for about two years. I think it was five or six of us in total, Joe, my husband included. And we would go and sometimes interview people that we knew or people in our circles, or we would just find people online and do like, you know, Skype interviews. So one of the stories that I wrote was this woman who I saw on apartment therapy, you know, that website that like shows interior designs. There was a woman who had submitted photos of her very small interior design company. And I was reading her story. And basically, she had been a lawyer, but wanted to become an interior designer full time. So she was doing it on the side. So I was like, so fascinated with her story. I looked her up online. This is like, back in 20... 12 2013 
And I looked her up and I emailed her and I was like, hi, I run this website with my friends and I would love to interview you. And she was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So with a complete stranger, I got on a Skype call and asked her and I wrote an entire article about how her side hustle of interior design is just like her true passion. And I can't remember if she had already left her law lawyer job at that point, but yeah, basically that was her story that this was more of her passion. And, you know, even as of now, she is still running her interior design business and sounds like she's loving it. Good for her. Yeah. I actually remember the article when it came out. Yeah. So yeah, I wrote really neat stories like that. And um, there was another woman who I'm still friends with, but she was one of my students when I ran a journalism program in uh, Toronto. And she was teaching yoga, yoga at the Riker Islands uh, Women's Correctional Facility. But her full-time job was as a disease, like, epi- ep- epidemiologist. She still is. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, now on, like, CNN all the time. She was recently on the Jamil, Jamila Jamil Iway podcast as well. Oh, my God. I love her. Yeah, yeah. So, Seema, um, yeah, she was, you know, amazing back then doing so many things, like, having been a doctor but became a journalist also teaching yoga to you know women in prison and now she's like this like professor and an author and all these amazing things but I was just always so fascinated with people like this who also did really neat things on the side so yeah we did this uh suitless pursuit project for about two years and then all of us started to kind of like move out of Canada so we it's the website is still up. It's suitlesspursuits.com if you want to go and check it out. You'd be great. We've just picked up a couple of like episodes here and there on like kind of like making a segment like today's yeah. Suitless Pursuits. Yeah. You know, kind of like because I, I do think with the pandemic, it has made me very aware of what is what some people have to do. Yeah. To make ends meet, um, how to how to cope with unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see a lot of service workers or restaurant businesses now closing. People who are yoga instructors or whatnot who don't have who can't open up their studios, yeah. and you have to look at what they're doing on the side. And it just made me realize these suitless pursuits now are 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 now turning away of like I. This is how I have to get through twenty twenty one. 2020 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely it makes me wonder now is having a side hustle almost a necessity yeah i mean for some people maybe it is and for others it's just a privilege that they've got the time and the resources to be able to run something on the side you know i'm just like thinking about all these like content creators again where this one woman maddie she's living in New York and I think she got let go of her job and she was always creating like cute videos on Instagram but now she's that's become like her income and um she also runs her own kimchi cooking classes on Zoom. That's amazing. Right? So you can do so many creative things now. That's so true. Well, it's funny because um, my husband's Christmas party, he couldn't do a Christmas party, yeah. so they had a, a cooking class, a cooking party <gasps> between the Toronto team and the Montreal team. And they had a chef who obviously cannot work in the restaurants. He started hosting these parties, oh. these cooking parties, and he would give everyone this beautiful five-course menu with the ingredients, uh, the lists, all that in advance. And you're, and with the company, they, they did uh, delivery 
of all the ingredients to each employee. Oh. And at four o'clock, we all did like prep together. And by five, we started cooking. So smart. Right? It was an amazing. And I realized that chef, you know, this has been was a good opportunity for him to pivot yeah. into the space. Because who would have, you know, at this point, he would have been working a Friday night in, in a restaurant, yeah. right? Like an evening shift. So the beauty of the internet oh and God. the beauty of pivoting your career yeah. is so much better. It, I, I, beca- I have to say this, but like because of the pandemic mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. right? It's forced us to be more creative. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's shitty. Like the pandemic is obviously shitty. We're not taking anything away from mm-hmm. that. But it, it has opened up... Um, you know, other probable job avenues that no one's really thought oh, yeah, about. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, to talk on a personal level, I was already doing coach training before the pandemic started, but I realized that I would love to become a coach on the side after the pandemic started. And I actually don't know if I would have thought that had it not been for the pandemic, because I wouldn't have had this much time before, you know, Mm, like since the pandemic started, I have gained back basically at least three hours a day because that was what I was using for my commute. And, you know, outside of that, I mean, once you get home from work, you're just like exhausted from the day, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if I would have actually started my own business even if I continued my coach training. So that's all to say, um, yeah, I'm still running my coaching business on the side. I have my nine to five. Kim and I have this podcast. And yeah, that's also a side project, right? This podcast was a product of the the pandemic, essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We had just too many feelings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we just kept getting on the phone and talking about really cool things. And we were like, it would be a waste for other people not to hear us talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also I know there are people probably going through it as well, right? So I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure on some level, if it's like even 10 seconds, like if if we could resonate with one person, uh, that's great. Because I think for me as being a podcast producer, I rely so much on, you know, the internet, Mm -hmm. essentially, and storytelling and being captivated by interesting people and stories that like, this has just made me more aware of everyone else's situation. And the amount of content that has come out because of the pandemic is so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. so overwhelming to, you know, to make your voice heard is a little harder, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. But there's so many more content creators. There's so many more people who have now gone into podcasting. You know, um, if you look at how many new shows are out mm. uh, that comes out a day, it is a ridiculous number compared to 2019, 2020. So, and you see a lot of celebrities getting to the space too. Yeah. Like you mentioned, Jamil has her own podcast now. Um, Kate Hudson and her brother has something called Subberling Rivalry. Oh. Um, Smartless is a podcast that came out you know, during the pandemic as well with uh, Jason Bateman. Um, mm. Oh, Sean Hayes and uh, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett, right? And like these big celebrities having a podcast, which, you know, up till like two years ago, I had to explain what a podcast yeah. was to so many people. The Office ladies, you know, Pam and Angela from The Office having their own podcast where <gasps> they dissect every single episode. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like these, these 
pivots of of what we thought was okay traditional tv now it's going to like youtube podcasting and that's a viable career when i tell people i'm a podcast producer it's not like what the fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's now like okay cool you're a podcast producer because this is now a viable job yeah right yeah so and here's let's have this discussion what are your thoughts on 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 this movement to a side hustle because i am torn because on one side I think it's great to allow you to not box yourself into one career, to allow for you to have other opportunities. But I am concerned of the level of burnout for some people. The If you need to do this to make ends meet, what does that say about our culture and society? Yeah. Right? If you're not making a livable wage at your full-time job, yeah, what does that mean for you to have to get a side gig? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you and I being able to do this podcast, like dedicating our like Sunday evenings to do this. Like we do speak from a place of privilege because we don't have to have a side job to make ends meet. You know, there are plenty of people who like need to rely on, you know, driving Uber and, you know, doing like Deliveroo and like all these kinds of things. And exactly like you said, like, what does that say about our economy where people need to have two, three, four different kinds of jobs to put food on the table? And, you know, I think that also kind of depends on the industry as well, where, you know, let's say like, you know, San Francisco, maybe not so much today, but, you know, the 1% of the, you know, San Francisco, like living and working in tech, and kind of abusing the working economy. That was, you know, a really, really big thing a couple of years ago. By doing it that way, you don't have to offer job security to people now. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Yeah. If you want to be a freelancer, right, if you want to do your own, if you want to be a a side hustle or a part time designer on your own time, I don't have to pay you benefits. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do this, this and this for you. I, I could, here's, give me your invoice here and you deal with the HR stuff mm-hmm. as your own worker, as your own employee to figure out how I get my service mm-hmm. and I'm not responsible for you. And that is saying something. If you're on that scale, then you know, there's no hope for like unionizing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I actually, I'm not so up to date with like drivers for Uber trying to form a union because I think that was a thing a couple of, like, I mean, it's, I think it's always been a thing and I just don't know what the latest is, but Mm. You know, when there are people who are just like solely relying on the income from, you know, driving Uber and Lyft and all that stuff, like, where do they get their benefit? Where do they get their security? And here's the thing. They don't, Uber doesn't own the cars. Yeah. Right? Like, that's something said. Like, I have this multi-billion dollar industry, but I don't own a car. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't own a single car. Mm -hmm. It's others who own the vehicle. But as, if I want to be on the platform, I need to make my car to their standards. But it's it's crazy if you think about yeah. it. And clearly, it's such a millennial thing to come up with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And so I think with all of that, like, burnouts are real. I mean, burnout has, you know, been around forever. I think it's just that, like, more people are talking about experiencing burnout. But my God, like, you know, that, like, grind, that, like, hustle culture that comes with all of this. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy no no it's not sustainable i think especially if you want to start a family mm-hmm. right uh and if or if you're a single parent how do you how do you do it by yourself right yeah. yeah how do you and then how do you scale how do you scale a side hustle into a full-time job 
when you are on your own or if you have bills to pay and you you just have to i don't know you just work harder and that's hard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly and so you know as much as i am a coach who empowers people to you know do what fulfills them and do what makes them happy i'm not gonna like tell them well you should quit your job because it doesn't make you happy and you know go do what you love like if it's that like you love to i don't know go grow wine just go do that you do you you know like (laughs) i I mean if there was a coach out there who did that like that's not a coach you can't be doing it as a coach but you know that's just to say like it's it's one thing to encourage people to go and do what they love and another to just like, you know, be so empowered by these like capitalistic values of like, you only need to, you need to do what like, you know, success means. And, you know, it just creates this whole like burnout culture. And we do in this whole podcast, you know, we do talk about what does success look like, right? And you, you said this thing before we hit record, this like very profound thing that just kind of resonated with me. And I don't want to take it because it was like your thing. It was like your line. Yeah. So before I was saying that success shouldn't be defined by capitalistic values, that it shouldn't just be the money that comes from it. It should be about the fulfillment and yeah, like what drives you? What actually drives you and how does that fit into your purpose in life? You often see people who don't make meaningful connections. We talked about friendships mm-hmm. last episode. Like you see people who have to sacrifice the relationships to get that, you know, hustle culture, mm-hmm. right? They sacrifice sleep, their health, their mental health. They're they're exhausted all the time. And you're like, is that a successful person? You know, you often see people who are like retired, like 65, but they're so unhealthy mm-hmm. or, you know, they retire and they've alienated all their relationships. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, great. Enjoy your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I think, you know, like lately, I've been, you know, working a pretty crazy day job and also having a lot of clients. Like, I'm just really grateful for all these clients, but it's just been a lot. And I'm not burnt out yet, but I am really feeling the stress and like the exhaustion. And so I'm really happy that I have the this coming week off. But at the end of the day, like when I think about it, like all these things that I'm doing are really fulfilling for me. And I do know that there's an end in sight that like mm. by the end of July, that's when my coaching certification program ends and I don't need to have this like high volume of clients. So for now, like, yes, I'm feeling the exhaustion and like I'm kind of like lacking sleep and all of that. But I also know that there is an end in sight. And so I mm. know that I can do it. But if you don't have that end insight, and this is kind of like the grind that you have to do like forever. Oh, yeah. You see a lot of that on YouTube, right? A lot of people take a break. Those YouTube influencers, yeah. YouTube stars who has to take a break or social media influencers who have to take a break for like mental health because mm-hmm. they're like, I can't keep up with the content. I can't keep up uploading all the stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with all the comments. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no end insight for oh, them. Yeah. This is this is their grind. Yeah. And, you know, if it was like a corporate nine to five, you can take vacation days and set your out of office. And hopefully like you're in an environment where like people are like, OK, go have fun. And like you don't have to check your email while you're on vacation. But when you're like a content creator, when you're doing all of these things on your own, how do you let yourself t- that like have that permission to take that break? 
Oh, so true, because your content is your money. Yeah. It's your bread and butter. Um, Renee, who we had in episode one of season two, yeah. uh, if you guys look past in a couple episodes ago, she said the exact same thing. People are like, oh, that's amazing. You're a travel mm-hmm. writer. You can take all this time. You could fly around the world and take this time off. She's like, not necessarily, because I have to work yeah. still. If I don't work, I don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely this like blurred line of all of these content creators, influencers, where they're, you know, it's like they're living to show every aspect of their life. But of course, that gets tiring, too. Mm-hmm. And part of hustle culture, they don't show that side necessarily. Yeah, exactly. they're showing the success. They're showing the amazing, beautiful curated oh, yeah. content. Uh, and now you see a switch, like people are showing you the behind the yeah. scenes. But even at that level, it's it's edited, right? And that becomes content that they churn out, yeah. Yeah. which I find is like, that's so meta. Yeah. But there is this level and and we're just throwing this out to the audience too it's like we are all for the side hustle we're doing it right now this is like but we want to be cognizant of this other side that is equally as dark uh and also quite problematic Mm -hmm. yeah definitely a couple weeks ago there was this tweet that went viral both on twitter and on instagram but it was by lindsey gibbs and she said quote Stop glamorizing the grind and start glamorizing getting seven plus hours of sleep at night, having healthy relationships, Mm. feeling safe at work, taking sick days, being paid a living wage, working hard when you're at work, boundaries and self-caring your way to success. Uh, That became viral for a reason. I think it like really hit. it, It really like kind of like resonated with people. But I wonder if I'm now like we're having this conversation, like are the listeners, are we all are we feeling burned out? I don't I'm I don't know. I don't know if I'm quite burnt out yet. And maybe that's something I need to like take a step back and like self-awareness component of like, where are, where am I in this whole thing? You know, what's because you reading that viral post mm-hmm. made me think about, am I getting seven hours of sleep? Mm-hmm. Do I have boundaries? And if I don't know the answer to that, I probably don't. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not getting that many sleep. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was looking at my app last week, my sleep app, mm-hmm. and I'm like, my average sleep time was 4.4 hours. Oh. <laughs> and you also have a very, sometimes a very unconventional sleep schedule anyway. Yeah, I really need to work on that. But it's part of me is because like, I don't think I know how to set boundaries. Mm. And I don't give myself permission to uh, like, I it's just I don't give myself the permission to be like, it's okay, mm-hmm. reset. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, it's just a perpetual like if I get in the downward spiral, I just keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think that's probably so common for, I don't know if it's co- more common for women, but I've just been seeing like a trend or like a, an increased trend in my clients coming to me and wanting to talk about prioritization and like saying no more. Wow. And so we've been talking a lot about permission slips, giving yourself the permission to write a permission slip, to take a break. <gasps> Or go do something fun. Yeah. So what do you say to those who are listening to this podcast and are thinking about doing a side hustle? From Dr. Rainer's perspective. (laughs) I think, I think so, all in all, like in general, I think side hustles and side projects are great. You know, Kim and I did an episode on hobbies and... You know, it's very clear that we both have, you know, different kinds of hobbies. And honestly, a hobby can also be a side project, right? If you really like cross-stitching, that 
is that could also be your side project. But I think that's all to say, if you have the means and the resources to go do something more fulfilling and fun than the job that actually pays your bills, go do it. Like you can give yourself permission to go do it. And for those who are now doing it and are like, I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. What do you say to them? I think then just kind of have a good look in the mirror and ask like, why am I doing this? For whom am I doing this? And do I have the means to kind of take a pause and take a step back? Because I think, you know, the other day I was looking at this one coach's Instagram and she was like, I'm feeling burned out. And so I'm going to cancel my clients sessions for the next week and I'm going to let myself take a break. So I'll see you in a week. And I was like, oh, like I can do that. <laughs> That's so true. You're your own boss. Yeah. I kind of forgot <laughs> that I can give myself permission to like take a break. And maybe I also forgot because my side hustle, like my coaching business is a hobby slash interest that doesn't need Mm. to pay my bills, right? But like, I then also feel guilty if I need to take a break from something that I really, truly enjoy. That's really good advice, actually, because I mean, you can look at from two standpoints. If you want to start a side hustle and if you need a break from your side hustle, both options, there are are solutions for both options. Yeah. So Kim, if you need to take a break from our podcast, you need to let me know, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right now, it's good. I enjoy, I actually find it very therapeutic. I think I think I've I've come to the point where this podcast has been a great break from my nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been nice to do content for myself. It was great to work with a friend, mm-hmm. and also again, you know, being Asian female content creators, it's great to work with someone uh, where I could talk about these issues yeah. with. Whereas I don't really have that in my career right Actually, now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. You bring up a good point. That's really yeah. True. And with all this, yeah, all this talk about. Um, these uh, amazing subjects that are happening, not subjects, but these amazing conversations that are happening now about race and diversity and inclusion. I do find having these side hustles have been a great avenue to start these conversations and has forced corporate companies to ha- be part of these conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I, and I think because, you know, I don't have a lot, just by it's, it's, we don't have a lot of Asian people in the entertainment world. So doing this podcast has really made it viable to have Asian voices. Yes. Without without going through the grind of of what traditional media has to go through. Because setting aside, let's let's say like, you know, diversity and inclusion aside, getting a show started, forget like a podcast, getting like a show, a TV show, a movie started is not easy. Forget about the casting, forget about the script, the money component, knowing the right people, the producers, all the behind the scenes that you don't know and see is already a political game in itself. Mm -hmm. And then you bring in the creators. Who do we cast? It's another layer. And by then, it's like a year out before the show gets picked up or whatnot. And by then, your content, this this idea that you have has been sitting on a shelf. For months and months and months. And doing this podcast, and again, just goes back to being a, a, having your own side hustle, having the autonomy to do what you need to get to get that content out because it's important right now. That is the beauty of having a side hustle. 
That's so true. Like actually taking action right away yeah. without yeah having to go through like the layers and layers of approvals and like finding the right people and stuff like that. And you have to look at the people who are doing the approvals. Who are the tastemakers? Who are the gatekeepers? Mm. And having your own autonomy, your own companies. That's why you see so many people making their own production companies because it's their way. Like if you, if I have to go through the gatekeepers, I myself will become the gatekeeper. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So having more of like control on in what you can do, what you want to do. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's so important because you know, yes, you're going to have burnout culture. You have all this that's going to happen, but at, you know, there's something said about having power over your own content. Touche. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like, you know, if I were to have, let's say, become a coach in like the 80s or something, who knows if I had to, you know, be part of like a coaching company or something and be, abide by their rules. Mm. And now I can just like, you know, I literally set up my own business through, you know, typing in some numbers on a website and then getting um, like my tax ID and stuff like that. Hell, like even... A couple of years ago, when I, I we've talked about this in a previous episode, but when I was trying to figure out, okay, like, I think when I move to move outside of Canada, I can have my own business, what should I do? And Kim was like, Oh, let me help you and came up with like so many different like job titles and things that I can do. And then she forced me literally forced me <laughs> to go to like the Canadian government website and made me pay $50 to set up my own tax number so that I have this business. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. She's like, it doesn't matter. Just do it. And I had my business. See, I told you. It's my end of the rope. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> it's so good and it's so contagious. Uh, and now it's amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you have this amazing coaching business um, that is just, it's so funny because like when we were talking about this, I was like, who would have thought this, this, yeah. you know, 2021 would have worked out. Like, this was not in our brainstorm session per se mm -hmm. yeah it's so true and just to add a little bit about you know race and representation um you know even in the coaching world and the self-development self-help world it is still so dominated by white men and mm -hmm. i'm part of this um, coaches of color facebook group and we often are supporting one another by referring each other to different clients and sharing, you know, POC resources because we intentionally want to and need to do that. You know, we need to highlight ourselves in this big self-help, self-development world. And of course, you know, there's like the Adam Grants and the Brene Browns and, you know, all these people who do put out really amazing research and of course, they are also advocating for people of color, but we need to be doing that ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's been um, really great being able to be and have representation in this world. You know, I'm probably like the 0.00001% of this whole like self-development, self-help coaching world. But with the clients who come to me, most of them say to me, I want to work with you because I know that you're going to understand my background, that we have this like shared lived experience of being minority or having, you know, lived abroad or being a woman of color. You know, all of these people most of the time come to me because of these 
reasons. It's just an honor. Like I'm very flattered that they are, you know, looking at that part of me and saying, yes, that is the reason why I want to work with Reina. I think also wanting to work with you is because you have the autonomy to conduct the self yeah. yourself the way that you want to run your business. Exactly. Exactly. These are my values. And instead of me finding a company that oh, I have to mold into this value, I have to mold into this shape. These are the values I'm going to stick true and I can't because this is mine. This is a side gig, the side hustle, my whatever. It's mine. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's very important. And I think I hope when people do their side hustles or whatever, they're keeping those values attached yeah. and making sure like this is this is still in alignment. I'm not compromising who I am to get this off the ground Yeah, because that's the value of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. That's such a good point. Yeah. You know, keeping in mind the phrase of this is why I do what I do. Yeah. We could just end it there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like this. This. Why, why do you do what you yeah. do? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It is. It is fascinating. And maybe to wrap this up, just looking at how many companies are out there now looking at freelancers inside like you have Fiverr, freelancer upwork like these aren't viable companies before but you have all these third-party agencies that will help you connect your business with others and that alone has become a business etsy now right for those who want to do Mm. diy stuff is now like a business for those who you know wants to do the crochet you know sell some like really cool artwork that they have um i've just bought prints online for our hallway from artists who now post you know it, they've they've uh, partnered up with a framing company and you could buy oh. the prints and then in yeah and it's like they you know the artist gets some money and now i can get a framed piece of their artwork these are now the types of things that you see out there and you know we i just didn't realize that until now and now Taking a step back, I would love to go and look at all these independent workers and see what are those values? Like, what are they doing to maintain that? And has this been beneficial to them? That's such a good point. Yeah. I recently wanted to buy greeting cards um, for myself, like to send out. And initially I went to Amazon. Then I was like, why am I buying from Amazon? I could be supporting an artist on Etsy. So I went on Etsy and I specifically... Um, tried to find a designer in Germany so that I can support our local economy and like a local artist. And uh, I actually asked if she would do like a personalized design for me and she did. And so we like wrote back and forth for a couple of days and she actually came up with like this design that I wanted. And, you know, I felt good that I was able to support a local artist and she also really liked that she got to work with, you know, someone who really wanted to buy her stuff. So... Yeah, I recently got it in the mail and I love it. So that's amazing. Yeah, I love this. I love how this turned into like, oh, you know, side hustles to like supporting like an amazing cause and like local business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, you have an Etsy account we could support. We'll happily, we'll happily support. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. If you are like a small business owner or like a small artist, local artist, yeah, let us know. Yeah, I, just let us know. Like, how did you tell us your story? Yeah, it. Tell us your story. What? How? Yeah. What are? What are you? What? What greeting cards are you selling? Because how did you get into? How did you get into greeting cards? Yeah, I am not being facetious at all. Like, tell me. Yeah. Also, we love stationery. Oh so my that's god. That's another conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We both love stationery so much. So I just really loved working from um, Katarina from uh, the Pretty Print Shop on Etsy. So yeah, I really love. 
uh, what she designed for me. And I just really love that I got to support a, uh, a local artist. So that's amazing. Yeah. So we said a lot, as usual, <laughs> in our podcast. Um, yeah. But, you know, in conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Can we even conclude this? We'll try. We'll try. But I think what, you know, the sentiment is, what do you, what, what, what brings you joy? Why do you do what you do? Is a side hustle good for you? Is it not? Uh, and if you're going to start a side hustle, we hope that you are doing, practicing self care, permission to, to give your, I don't know, take a break or setting those boundaries. Um, you know, to be cognizant of why you're doing the side hustle. And maybe, you know, if you're scared about doing a side hustle, we hope we outline some of the benefits. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, still acknowledge the fact that if you have to have a side hustle because you need to put money on the table, you know, mad respect. Um, yeah, that's a value. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And um, but yeah, if you have something that is like not fulfilled in your day job, which I think for the most part, it, it, it I mean, you should always have like, you know, a hobby or an interest. And if that can turn into a side hustle or side project, even better. So yeah, let us know in the comments, um, you know, if you do have a side hustle, if you've always wanted one, but you didn't know how to start it. Let us know so we can like, I don't know, support you and like send you words of encouragement via Instagram DMs. Yes, yes. Raina's really good at that. <laughs> Yo, so are you. Oh, that means I have to check Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, it kind of like how Kim and I have always said on this podcast that we are each other's hype women. We want to be your hype women as well. So... Yeah, let us know how we can verbally support you. And if you also have like a small business that we can help promote, I don't know, like just let us know. Yeah, but like a like a like a, a side business that's not illegal. Ah, yes, <laughs> legal side yeah. hustles only. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> legal and appropriate. I don't want to have to like filter through mafia stuff. <laughs> Do you think we have mafias listening to our episodes? You never know. <laughs> you never. You, you don't know who's listening to what nowadays. Um, I would be but honored. Also, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, also to say, I'm I'm very curious to know what everyone else's take on the next generation of work mm-hmm. and and hustle culture looks like, or work culture looks like, what employment will look like. Uh, you know, G- millennials and Gen Z, we have a whole new world open to us. Um, and I'm wondering what the next generation, Generation Alpha, which is you know, to 2010s, oh kids who were born in the 2010s. Yeah. I, what are What is their landscape going to look like? So if you have a hot take, yeah, I want to know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because right? who would have thought Uber, who would have thought these would be, Etsy would be a job for us. And now it is. So God, I don't know what Gen Alpha is going to, what kind of job they're going to have. They're going to be like serving in the moon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like so outsider scope. Thank you so much for listening. Again, like Raina said, please hit us up on Instagram. It is at obsessed with ABGs. Uh, if you loved our podcast, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Raina. And you've been listening to Obsessed with ABGs, Aspirations, Boardrooms, and Goals. <laughs>